Now, I want you to think about your kids for the moment and whether they're two or 22 or 52 or what age did they know the words for their nose or their eye or their head? I mean, how soon was it after they started started talking? Um, did they have it by two or three? Because as I said just recently, I was really shocked to hear that apparently there are a large number of kids in our WA schools who don't have those kind of language skills when they start school. Now, that obviously has pretty big impact on their education starting so far behind the eight ball. There's a parliamentary standing committee that's studying all of this at the moment and trying to amass a picture. And it's being chaired by Alana McTiernan, and the member of, for Armadale. They're looking at the developmental needs of WA children. Thanks for joining us, Alana. Thanks, Geraldine. Can you flesh out this picture for us? I find it absolutely gobsmacking. Well, look, that is exactly my view as well. How I uh, became attuned to this is we've got some fantastic um, teachers in some of uh, my local schools and they came to see me and said, look, you know, you've been putting, your government has been putting a lot of money into uh, behaviour management and giving us a lot of great literacy programs, but we're concerned that we are not getting to the children early enough and the children are turning up either for the kindergarten or preschool at um, ages four or five. But by then, the, the, uh, we have got such profound disadvantage that we have, in fact, we're finding it very hard to make progress. And what they showed to me in all the subsequent reading that I've done has uh, it demonstrates that really children are acquiring language very, very intensively in those first two years of their life. But surprisingly, um, particularly in the first nine months of their life, where I think most of us don't realise that um, that is a major time of, uh, of language and sound acquisition, that right from those very, very early months of life, that this whole language development uh, takes place. And indeed, if you leave it uh, to, if a child does not develop language and those understanding of sounds in those first three years of life, doesn't mean it can't be done, but it is so much more harder. Evolutionary, in an evolutionary sense, the brain is actually tuned in those early years to... It's got the plasticity to acquire those skills very readily. Sure. When you were hearing examples of this, I mean, the, the one that I've been talking about this morning um, comes from, from you. You know, they don't know the word for, for, for nose and eyes and, and toes. What else? What else did you hear? Well, um, colours, for example, basic colours, um, you know, can't distinguish red. I mean, they may well be able to distinguish these colours, but they don't, they can't vocalise it. They don't have words. A very high percentage of children, as a very significant percentage of children, are uh, then required to have speech therapy because they haven't developed the sound system. Now, what I think, what you know, and you know, there obviously are some issues within the communities where there are um, uh, parents with drug problems or uh, other problems, but I, I don't think that that would account in any way uh, well, for the numbers that we are dealing okay. with. Okay, what, what kind of numbers are we dealing with, and and can you see, yeah, any link to any particular, you know, socio-economic level or what have you? Well, as I understand the research, obviously um, this is a, a problem that is more prevalent in uh, lower socioeconomic groups, but it's certainly not confined to that. Are we talking and about kids with languages other than English, so there no, might be well, a delay I mean, in that respect? No, no. Uh, I think uh, whilst that can be a complicating factor, these aren't the situations that we're talking about. And I think what, what seems to have happened, Geraldine, is that, I mean, I used to think, and I presume, 
that one knew about talking to babies, singing to babies, etc., um, as, uh, as almost instinct. Now, it's quite clearly that's not the case. And what we've had here, somehow or other, we've had a, a, a breakdown in that intergenerational understanding of this is how you deal with a baby. And you've got to talk to a baby uh, constantly, that the whole process of learning how to make sounds, of differentiating uh, between sounds, which is at the heart of language acquisition, is a really interactive process. If you think about how you talk to your children, you know, they make a noise, you reaffirm that noise, or they make a mistake in trialling a word, you exaggerate then the response, the child then feeds, plays that back to you. And I think what we've had here is really a breakdown in that understanding, that almost instinctive understanding about how you deal with a baby. And I think the key in what our committee is really, I think, uh, um, looking at and feeling is that what we've got to do here is, is provide greater assistance to parents. We've really got to get in there and make sure that that parents actually understand uh, uh, the developmental yeah, needs of I'd their like children. I'd like to know how you're going to do that because, you know, for a large percentage of the population, they're going to be kind of looking at you going, oh, my God, you don't need to tell me to talk to my baby. But obviously there are people who need to hear this. How do you target them without making them feel too different? How do you make it effective? Oh, it's interesting because there there's some very good models that have been set up even out in my electorate. We've got... Um, the school, one of the schools out there, Chalice, has taken the initiative and set up uh, these zero to three playgroups. So parents bring their young children in and everyone, uh, you know, various play techniques are modelled and it helps build the parents' confidence and builds their understanding of uh, of development. So the parents are involved with the absolutely. kids. Absolutely, it's and, got to be. Yep. It's got to, you, you, in, our, in my view, and I think my, my impression is um, the members of the committee are coming to this, it's not about necessarily institutionalising uh, this in, uh, environment and taking children necessarily at an earlier and earlier age. It really is about strengthening parents' understanding of of these developmental needs. And it's not just... Uh, it was interesting, we were with South Australia. South Australia are probably way ahead of... Uh, South Australia and Victoria are ahead of the uh, the game here in terms of their um, their programs. And they, uh, the relevant uh, agencies actually did a program for young mothers in the, in the, uh, the high-rise tower, in the in the, um, the office tower, and they got all the young parents in. And in fact, the feedback they got, and these would have been um, people that were employed and largely middle class, and the pe- feedback they got from these parents-to-be is that they felt that they didn't know about the um, developmental needs of their child and that they wanted, to, uh, they wanted an opportunity to learn more. So I, I just think we've got, we've got to make sure that we've, we're out there equipping parents with this knowledge of how you, um, of, of what you need to do sure. to ensure your child has a chance mm. of acquiring that basic language skill and we, doing it at a time, at a time when they are best suited to doing it. Uh, just very briefly, Alana, one of our callers has um, rung in and asked why this wasn't a priority for you when you were actually in government. 
Well, what we were putting an enormous amount of effort into was the uh, literacy programs and uh, and um, behaviour management. That's kind of a later stage, school. isn't it? And that, but this is, as I said, the science was we were just coming to terms with the science that this is, in fact, um, that whilst those programs are great and important, that it may well be that we needed um, that we needed to move earlier. And indeed, um, I had uh, had um, uh, Sue Ellery, who was the the minister, the child um, development minister at the time, and. Uh, Mark McGowan out, and uh, we had in fact obtained some resourcing for the uh, schools out there for the school to really trial these programs. And um, and I have to say, I think we're all on the cusp of just realising what an essential issue it was because okay. so uh, many people I'm... do not appreciate that in fact that often by age four we've really uh, we've left it too late. The to window really shut. Yeah, Alana, thank you very much and sorry to end it there, but I, I need to go th- um, and we'll look forward to hearing more about what the Parliamentary Standing Committee finds out and puts into action.